cliffcentral.com On radio On radio More of the good stuff Cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brendan Deguy, the good things guy, jeepers man, uh, I hate mainstream media. I think I could start the show just by saying that I flippin' hate mainstream media and the news. I literally cannot read anything more about corruption and politics and fighting and fake news and protesting and everything else that we see on our constant headlines wherever you look it's like a barrage of um a barrage of bullshit if i have to put it that way i mean if i look if i go online right now and i try and find and dig deep and and sort of look at what the the mainstream media is showing and what their headlines are this is this is what's going on right we've got uh Gauteng bomb threat suspects in court over search warrant we have uh stop marching against zuma says holomisa uh experts debunk zuma's claim of stress as a white man's disease um south africans must fall pro- it's just it's it's like constantly the same stuff and um it's not for me and i'm not familiar with that that's not how I want to uh, start my Tuesday, and that's why you're tuned into this show, because you don't want to either. I'm rather going to focus on all the good things that do matter, the stories that we should actually be speaking about. This is why this show exists. I'm here to remind you that there's still so many good things in the world in South Africa right now. There's more than what our news is portraying. There's more going on in the world. And I know it. I research for these stories. I research for these stories. Um, my English is not great, but I research these stories every day. And I'm, I'm constantly looking for good news because it's there and it just needs to be um, spoken about. For real. So inspired, so proudly South Africans, so much of good news. The show is still proudly brought to you by Play Your Part, an initiative by Brand South Africa. So Kerry and I get to chat to Mark Krobler, hopefully, from uh, founder of Woman Empowered. He's meant to be in studio. I haven't heard back from him, so he may still be on holiday. We're not too sure. But Craig Wapnick, founder of Joburg to See, is in studio. He's sitting in the producer's lounge, getting ready to come and tell us about all the good stuff that they're planning for. One of the most epic races in South Africa. It's on a bicycle. It's from Joburg to the sea. That's why it's called that. And um, there's a lot of good good stories that come out of that. Uh, I sat down with Craig a couple of weeks ago, and he sort of just unpacked the good things that they're doing and how it brings communities together and how people jump on board and, and cyclists get together and you get to see the most incredible parts of our country that you never knew existed. So we're going to unpack that a little in a little bit. Plus, Kerry and I will bring you the top five good news stories of the week which is what we do every week, and we will try to unpack the good stuff with the current state of the nation. Won't we, care? Definitely. Kerry, I feel like we need, we need to unpack something with you. Yes. I was just about to say mainstream as well, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about mainstream. Good. I was going to talk about the fact that you nearly didn't come to work today. <laughs> I was so disorientated. I didn't know today was Tuesday. Well, today is Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's and a- I'm glad I'm here. And thank you very much. It's a fake Monday. <laughs> and when you called me, you're like, I'm just checking to see that you know that it's Tuesday today. So normally when we when we have our show on a Tuesday, I get to the studio at about 30 minutes before. So like 9.30, I sort of get to the studio and I'm good to go and everything's prepped. And, and Kerry's been here for at least half an hour. She, yeah. she arrives like an hour before the time and sort of catches up with all the crew and, and sees how everybody's doing and, and all of those good things. And um, this morning I got to the studio at my normal time, 
Got you at 9.30. No Kerry to beep, be found. Beep. She wasn't yet. So I sat with Gareth Cliff a little bit and, and the rest of the team. Sia was in the back there. We were watching crazy videos. What goes on in behind the studio stays behind the studio. Cray cray. Cray cray. So um, we, we were chatting a little bit and, and then it got to like 9.40 and <laughs> Kerry still wasn't here. And then it got to 9.45 and I was slightly concerned. Uh, thank you for so that. So I called actually. you. Thank I called you. you. And I said to you, hey, do you know that it's Tuesday? I sat at the gate for about 10 minutes. But you didn't know it was Tuesday today. You got lost, right? Yeah, I got lost along the way. And, um, you know, I got dragged through a bush and I went the wrong direction. And What she's saying is she went Easter egg hunting this weekend, (laughs) ate too much chocolate, got a little bit high on the chocolate overdose and didn't even realize that it was work today. That's no lie. There we go. Now I know the truth. Did you have a good Easter? It was very good. Did you have a good Easter? We're going to get into that now. If you want to get part of the conversation, if you want to sort of get in touch and uh, give us some of your good news, you can tweet us on cliffcentral.com, Brent Lindicue, Kerry Stain, or any of our guests' Twitter handles as well. I have tweeted out there, so you can find us all joined into one big batch. You can also send a message via our official WeChat accounts or call us on 0861-555-189. Kerry, they can also WhatsApp. What's the number? Yes, 79 that's 079-748-2090 if you guys want to get involved with the conversation right now via WhatsApp. It's that simple. So, um, it was Easter weekend this weekend. Yes, it was. And I need to ask you, I mean, this is going to sound controversial. Yes. And I don't mean for it to sound controversial. And I also don't mean for it to sound religious in any way. Mm-hmm. But is Easter still a thing? Easter is still a thing. Um, I did speak to a few people, actually, some friends of mine over the weekend, and they were like, oh, we keep forgetting that it's Easter. Mm, that's how I felt. And um, what I found this weekend as well, that it didn't matter what your, your cultural, I mean, your, your, your culture is, your heritage or your uh, religion. People were so open this weekend. So if you were Jewish, it was Passover. So it was um, Pesach for the, for the Jewish community. And then it was Easter for... Um, Christians. Easter for Christians. And for people who want chocolate. And then, and then there were, I've got a lot of Greek friends as well. So, um, Greeks were saying happy Easter, but happy Easter Christian and also in the Greek way. And then, um, Jews were saying happy Easter and Christians were saying, uh, you know, uh, you know, wishing the Jews happy Passover or Shech Zemech. And it's like, I don't know. I felt a bit more unified. Really? Yeah. I okay, so I didn't feel Easter vibes at all. And it was probably the first Easter that I that I was able to go into Woolworths and um there were still Easter eggs. <laughs> no, no, no. So for me, for me, the whole I remember being younger. Yes. And for me Easter weekend was very religious, so we would go to church and we'd yes, sort of I do did things. That. Yes. And at the same time, it would be full of chocolate and, yes. and bunnies and, and eggs lots and, of food. and food and all that yes. junk and family and yep. all that. And, and like on Friday, you wouldn't go anywhere. No. Friday, Sunday and Monday. Mm. You would literally go to church and come home. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But I'm 32 now. Yes. And it's 2017. Mm-hmm. So Friday I went out for dinner with a bunch of mates. Yes. Which was weird. Because places are open and everyone's but this doing is, stuff. But this is what I'm and, saying and that's yeah. why I didn't feel very Easter-like. Like mm. it, the restaurant was okay. There, yes. were, there, there were people in it and yeah. they were doing their thing. A lot of people have gone away as well. A lot of people have gone away. Then then off we went for a drink uh, to a bar down the road in Four Ways. Mm-hmm. And that was packed on a Friday night. Wow. 
And then on Saturday, I had friends up here from um, Cape Town, so we went to dinner with them yes. as well. And that the restaurant was packed. Mm-hmm. Then we landed up going clubbing, and that was packed. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it, it didn't feel as eastery as it should have for me. Okay. And I had this conversation with a couple of people along the way, along the route, along the weekend. And I just said to them, does it feel like Easter to you? And everybody was agreeing with me. And I don't know what it is. I can't, I can't put the nail on the head. Um, I think because we are so diverse, we are a lot more diverse these days in terms of culture and uh, religion. A friend, a friend of mine that I was in India with, Francesco, yes. he put up photos on his Instagram yeah. of uh, of his celebrations, and I'm going to get it wrong. I think he's in Mexico, mm-hmm. but care you must see these photos. Proper, they had a parade, a yes, parade, and it's also it's very um, with the Palm Sunday mm-hmm. palm tree, with the donkeys, with the um, the reenactments, yeah. like they had all of that going on. And then I look back and I go. Josie, where were you? Yeah. Where were you, Boo? Mm-hmm. You didn't come to the party. No. So. Th- I think people did in their private. No, 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 no. So th- this, is, this is what I want to. Um, unpack. No, I don't want to unpack it. This is what I want to <laughs> profess. This is what, well, this is what, this is my plan. I'm going to do Easter weekend again this weekend. Okay. So I'm going to take Friday and Monday off again. All right. And I'm going to just do Easter weekend all around. Again, okay. and I'm going to eat chocolates, and I'll go to church. Next Monday, and, public holiday anyway. But I'm going to take Friday off too. But that's okay. Then you do it all over again. I'm going to do it all over you again. Can. Do it. Ju- just do just it. Just do it. But are you going to do the whole proper Easter thing, or are you well, just I, going to take the days off and do Easter properly? I'm going to take the days off and eat chocolate. Okay. Because maybe that's also my problem is I didn't have enough chocolate this weekend. Potentially. Potentially. Okay. Good grief. Okay. But so let us know how that goes. I will report back. I'll report back. And then I will remember next week that it's Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe. I also want to say, um, so I mean, last week we, we spoke about the vlogging and, and that I'm doing it. Yes. I gave you a sneak peek of what's coming out on Friday. How, what do you think? I was very emotional. I wanted to cry. But that's normal. And then I got goosebumps. It's so incredible. Is it's it, amazing. Do you think it's I love cool? It. No, 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 I do. Don't I really stroke, my, no, no, don't no, stroke not, my ego. Don't I stroke my ego. I love it. I love the music. I love your enthusiasm. And it's just, you, you almost, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give anything away, but, um, the way, the way you do it, it's just like an insight into your life and the things that you've experienced makes you almost feel like you were there as well. Well, this is what I did, right? So I've been thinking about this <laughs> vlogging thing since I got back from India. And it's, it's been like this whole concept of what I want to do. So I went, and I, I watched really bad vlogs. Yes. Really bad South African vlogs. And you vlogs. didn't do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I could unpack and, and mention their names, but I, I'm not that guy. No. I, I literally have it's been sitting and watching like the worst of the worst. Oh, dear. And I just don't want to be like that. I want no. it to be fun and interesting. And it comes out on Friday. So I hope you guys that are all listening are going to. No, I'm excited. Are going to check out what, what's going on. And I've got a couple of announcements to make as well um, that will be in the vlog, which is pretty cool. Oh, yay. Pretty cool. Anyway, uh, what else happened this weekend? I don't know if you saw a certain media house, news house, mainstream, what, what, um, are completely just. I mean, they, they've lost all credibility. Mm. Did you see it? No. Do you know anything about it? Mm-mm. Okay, so this this media house, and I, again, I'm not that guy, so I'm not going to mention any names. You must probably know who I'm talking about. If you don't, then that's okay too. But they um, wrote quite a clickbaity article. Very, very clickbaity. Yes. And, and the whole article was, uh, the wording for it was, 
um, people, people should not white white men, white men should not be allowed to vote at oh. all, at all. Okay. Um, because they are the cause of the world's problems. Okay, Brent, in your box. Me and Gareth in your box. You're not allowed to vote. <laughs> exactly. So th- their whole article was uh, that white people are the problems across the world. Brexit, uh, the fact that Trump is president. And it, and it was, I mean, very controversial and very clickbaity. Mm. Okay. So this article was written by this woman whose name is Shelley Garland. Oh. Okay. Shelley Garland. And the the media house was so excited with their statistics of how the, the article was trending that they were tweeting about it. They were like, ha, ha, ha. We have 3,000 people on our site per second. How oh, crazy. Dear. That, that was on media Thursday. House. That was on Thursday. <gasps> so by Friday, a couple of uh, bloggers, vloggers, influencers from around South Africa started going, hold the phone. First of all, that article is incredibly sexist. Secondly, it is maybe the worst thing that you could try and put that rhetoric on people, that, mm. that, that that's the way they should be thinking. I mean, South Africa has already had the Bell Pottinger incident and with racism and, now. and, 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 and. By Saturday, by Saturday, the media house had pulled the article and apologized oh. profusely. They'd apologize. Oh, yeah. But they, they, they pulled the article by clickbaiting again. They, the clickbait heading was why the white men shouldn't vote article trended and why we pulled it down. So people oh, were clicking on that wow. again, okay. basically. So they, they committed uh, social media suicide then. Yeah, yeah, it gets really interesting. <gasps> so a couple of journalists from Cape Town, uh, Tom Eaton and I forget her name. I'll pick it up now. It's in, it's in an article. They did a bit of investigating. They found out that Shelley Garland does not exist. Oh, no. She's a ghostwriter. Oh, no. Doesn't exist. Oh, dear. So the media house... Even worse. The media house... I mean, I'll... I'll I'm not going <laughs> to... You can go Google it. They, um, they then retracted absolutely everything. The mother, which is Media 24, the mother, mother body, uh, are oh. doing an internal investigation. And the editor-in-chief had her Wikipedia page changed to fake news producer. <gasps> you know what? Um, today, I forgot that it was Tuesday. I didn't know it was Tuesday. If I was in, in that, um, situation, I would have forgotten today was Tuesday on purpose and maybe Wednesday and Thursday and the rest of the year. Hey. <laughs> I'd go and dig a hole and live there. Okay. So he has, yeah, uh, as, as the good news and as good things go, I wanted to report on it and I wanted to speak about it because there's another side here. And and this is my side. This is my realization. Mm. I've learned this before. It's all about being authentic, honest, true. Yes, always. definitely. And the biggest, biggest, biggest thing for me in life in general is do not capitalize on tragedy. No. Ever. 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 And we've experienced this over the last two weeks. Correct. So, you know, it, it's really cuck for them and I, I feel very sorry for them, but they've also made their own boat because they were trying to to – he, I've learned in the last three years that journalism has a way of making you feel something. Yes. And journalists have a responsibility to be, be authentic, true and real. But what has happened, um, and why they, they would lose credibility is because 
they trying to capitalize on people's feelings exactly. and trying to make them angry. And that, so, so if we go back a step, the article wasn't real. The article had no substance. It wasn't real. No. Like how, how crazy is that? No, this whole thing is just a- And bigger than that, our boys at, at Cliff Central, the Renegade Report, yes. they were the guys that uncovered it all. Dun, dun, they were the guys that uncovered it all. Those guys are amazing. Well, mad, guys mad, mad crazy. Mad crazy. Uh, one of the other things that I want to touch base on quickly, and yes. it's the last thing that I, that I, that I want to catch up on. When we were in India, mm. 29 people from around the world who have influence. Yes. Kerry's staring at my tattoo. I had it redone. Sorry. It's okay. busy, it's busy <laughs> flaking. Um, how, pr- how sexy is that? Amazing. So 29 influencers from around the world, uh, with all different, um, expertise and mm. all different levels of, of where they were in their lives and sort of how they're going about their lives. We all got taken. So, so when we got there, we sort of d- discussed what we were excited for, what we weren't excited for, what we thought India was about. And one of the things that came up was the elephant riding. Yes. 29 bloggers, vloggers, and influencers from around the world all went, no. Not to ride the elephants. We don't want to ride the elephants. We don't want to see the elephants. We want nothing to do with them. We do not want to support that trade. Yes. Do not want to support that trade. So we had told our, our tourist tour guards that we didn't want to do it. And they were like, cool, that's absolutely cool. Whatever, whatever, whatever. We went through to a spice farm mm-hmm. to go look at like a whole bunch of spices and flavors and all sorts of things. And um, there were elephants there. Just by accident. Oh. That was unplanned. And the elephants were chained up mm. and they were, they had like whip marks all over them mm. and their ears were torn. No. And for me, coming from, from South Africa, I mean, I. It's my favorite animal that makes me sad. I've been lucky enough to be able to go to the game farms and to see elephants in the wild and to see how beautiful and majestic and confident they are and to see them running around and to see all those good things that come Mm -hmm. from that, right? To see, even though it's not an African elephant, it's a little bit smaller, but to see an elephant in that position broke my heart. Broke my heart. Sad eyes. They were sad. But. Always there's a good side to everything. Mm-hmm. I decided to get hold of Dr. Louise, who is a prominent writer, and she works in the environmental industry. Her name's Louise Duval, mm. Green Girl Africa. And I said to her, would you please just um, let me know if it's as bad in Africa. And let me know if India is that bad or whatever it is. So she wrote an article for me about the myths of elephant riding. Yes. There are 15, one five places that offer it in South Africa. Yes. 15. And what she says is what I believe. That okay. there is no way of training an elephant without breaking them. Mm. So if you're riding an elephant, it means that they've been broken at some point in their lives. Yes. Elephants can walk hundreds of kilometers every day. If they are in captivity and domesticated they don't mm, mm. they don't they're supposed to forage for 16 hours a day yeah if they are in captivity they don't um. their backs are not meant to hold the weight of a human being no. the way that their spines are formed it's not the same Definitely as a horse a horse not. is different no, to an elephant no. it's a different just because it does you know don't take their um their their size 
as an indication that they can. But totally. It's not. So what she says in the final part is, is if you are interacting with an animal in any way, a wild animal, if you're touching them, if you're riding them, if there's any of those interactions, that means they are not wild and that they were broken to be in that position. So just don't. Ever. Mm. But she mentions three or four places in South Africa that you can go and, and look at elephants and it's a hands off encounter is what she calls yes. it. And you should be supporting them. Mm. So if you want to go and see an elephant up close, there are places, yes. but they, they are more looked after basically. Okay. So that's, and, and I think it's a good thing. Yes. It's the information. It's the knowledge. It's something I didn't know before. It's exactly like going to the lion park mm. when I had that debacle. I didn't know before. And now I know. Mm. And then I want to share that information with everybody. I want people to know about it. Yeah. So I'm going to post that link up online so that you can see it and catch up with it and, and know what's going on. Um, and when we get back, we're going to have Craig in studio that's going to be speaking about Joe Big to see. I am excited. I'm excited. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. So that's the new Lady Gaga. I like it. Which she just dropped at Coachella. She was like, I'm dropping my song. I didn't even let you know about it. Um, it's just happening. It's a new track. And, and then straight after that, because, uh, some people know how to do things properly. <laughs> um, it was live on iTunes directly yes. after she'd sang wow. it. And I believe she's gone back to her roots. I she's like gone, it. She's I like gone it back to a happy song. like the first Lady Gaga album. None of that other stuff where she did country and then she did yeah. rock and, and she, then was, she was confused. She was confused. So she's <laughs> gone back to good, good old pop, which is, uh, I like it, which is what we love. This is not pop though. This is about cycling and exercise. And I'm excited to have Craig Wapnick in the studio from Joburg to see. Um, Craig, welcome. Welcome to the good stuff. Yeah, thanks. Lucky to be here, Rent. Yeah, proper show this, man. Really impressed with what I've heard so far. A lot of controversy. Sorry, I was, I was breaking into all the stuff that happened over the weekend <laughs> and just trying to unpack um, the difficult part that I have. I mean, it's not difficult because there is a lot of good news happening in South Africa and the world, but sometimes you need to try and show people the other side of a story. Uh, I believe that as journalists, um, we... we well, certainly me. I have a responsibility to to report on the good stuff, and um, and and sometimes, not sometimes, generally they don't. Journalists like to dig in and make you angry and get you to click and read and all of those great things. Um, Joburg to see is a good news story, and that's why we have you in studio today. Uh, I met with you a couple of weeks ago. I was supposed to do it. Um, I'm not going to, which is maybe a shocking shocking thing. But um, but tell us a little bit more about it. What is Joburg to see? Well, for starters. The guys ride bikes, not elephants. <laughs> so they're not hurting anything. They just ride across Great. the country for 900 kilometers off-road. Um, it's a hundred average of 100 k's a day through 100 private farms. Um, it literally is the off-road show of South Africa and the Gears and the communities we work with. And it's like a... It's almost like the more I say, the more it feels like I'm patting myself on the back, but I'm actually here to tell you about these communities who work on our event. Which which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. I first want to un- understand uh, the extent of what this is. You say it's 900 kilometers off-road from Johannesburg. Um, where's the starting line? We start just outside of Joburg, um, in almost like near Heidelberg, actually, on, on the Caranby farm. Um, from there, we literally 
don't really see tar again all the way to Scottborough. The we didn't start in Joburg because of the logistical challenges. It's almost like organising like a nine four seven event, which was out of sync really. So we we decided to start out of Joburg. Um, yeah, it's the eighth year it's been going, and I think we just in one of those situations where nutcases want to ride their bikes for a long, long time. Because <laughs> well, th- this is this is the thing about the cycling community is is you almost become addicted. It, like it gives off serotonin when you're on your bicycle, <laughs> and then to sit for 900 kilometers. How many days is that? Nine days. Nine days. Wow. Cheapers. Cheapers. And you said it's been going for eight years. This yeah. is eight years the project has been going. Um, how did you get involved? Are you the founder? What, how does it all work? So there's a big, the world's biggest stage race is a stage race called, stage mountain bike race is called Sony to Sea. And that was founded by a farmer called Farmer Glenn, who is like a white Zulu, unbelievable man. And he, um, he, him and I became very good mates. And he just said to me one day when I left advertising, he said to me, um, come, let's do Joe to Sea. With you, you do the first few days and so, so you you were corporate before you were you were corporate in position in advertising a little bit of creativity going on there but corporate i was in the i was in the thick of it rent you know what it's like <laughs> i was in it eh? and and were you in um were you a cyclist at the time or or is this something new no I was, we were very much involved in riding bikes and um we we met glenn through my one partner whose dad's farm was close by his farm and the whole thing just was well there's signage to see we, Epic was making big strides in, in Cape Town and we said, well, we've got this route potentially. Let's do it. So we brought in another partner, another farmer called Farmer Gary Green, who runs another event called Bergen Bush. And his mandate was to do the middle three days. I'm do the first three days and Glenn does the last three days. That's the philosophy of the route. And we, yeah, I mean, I had to learn to speak Afrikaans quick and get, get connected <laughs> with these free state farmers and drink lots of brandy and coke to, to be able to like get them to let us go through their routes. And yeah, and today, eight years later, we start this Friday and I've just been speaking to landowners and I mean, the support we get from these landowners is, is frightening. I mean, you, you literally going into their land. You, it's through their backyard. It's, it's off-road. It's in through their farms and it's some of the most, I've seen the video and I've mm. seen the book that as well. Um, it's some of the most amazing parts of South Africa that are these people's farms. Yes. It's incredible. Like, can you imagine if like Julius Malema rode with us, okay, and we took him on this journey to meet the landowners <laughs> to actually get him to understand how they can help change this country in mm. terms of bringing teaching farming you so can't just give land away you've got to teach farming these guys you don't just learn farming it's it's passed down to you and we've got to like we've got to, we've got this amazing route full of farmers black farmers white farmers does we've got we've got, we've got them all mm. and all these guys want to do is, is just get up every day and produce food because when you walk into Woolies or something like that, you don't like people don't think about where their food's coming. Exactly. Until you're riding through the country and you actually see that these guys are now they they're harvesting maize at the moment. Like, so what does it mean? People, I don't think people realise, you know. So this 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 event is incredibly feel good factor. And you know, you, I mean, you've mentioned uh, you you touched on this, and I stopped you. But the community that comes together, so it's not just the farmers. Um, I think the the I mean, you're gonna have to help me out here. But the the riders themselves sleep at schools, or how does it work? Yeah. So instead of paying outside caterers or events companies to do 
our villages. We pay communities and schools. So they, they can go raise sponsorship, but we still pay them the same amount of money, no matter what sponsorship they get. So the average school can earn like 250,000 rand a night just for hosting one night. That's incredible. One school record last year was 400,000 rand profit <gasps> just for an evening of hosting JBTC, but they work, eh? So, so there's no handouts. No, but, still. But the people work on behalf of their school. Yes. So the moms and pops that come out are basically, they know that this is going to be a massive fundraiser. They can buy a school bus. They can do whatever from it. But we don't, and then they do all the cooking. So you don't. I love it. It's really, so like a, a sponsor like Karen B, for example, will sponsor all the meat for our whole event, basically. Mm. But then the, the schools make the money. Because we're going to continue to pay them regardless a, a, a catering fee, mm. and yeah, they, I mean, I, look, they wouldn't be doing it for eight years. I don't think if it was really something that brought them all together. So Frankfort Village, which is just a little town, just sort of south of Free State, or sorry, north of Free State, they are now pitching tents for Friday night. Because getting ready for Friday night, and they are bringing the whole community to bra one thousand five hundred steaks. And all the farmers get together. And I mean, you, when, when you and I met offline, you were telling me how they go above and beyond. And some of these, some of these South Africans, they sort of bake cook sisters for days, yes, getting ready for, for oh, these guys to come to really just go and above beyond for the riders. Yeah. The one, the one water point, for example, starts at eight o'clock in the morning and it finishes at like two in the morning. Because the guys, they serve the riders and then they just, they care as an <laughs> and they just get smashed. Well, you know what? That's, that's more people than they've got in their whole town. So I think it's amazing for them. They're going to no, see new people. Completely. Look, it's fresh cash coming yes. in. Like, you know, as opposed to some of these fundraisers with your own school, you've got to yeah. like, you pay your school fees and then you've got to put your own money back in to buy the exactly. popcorn. This is fresh, <laughs> fresh cash coming in and the whole model works. And Farmer Glenn started it and it's come through to that's the whole amazing. of South Africa. And it really is one of those things that you just want more people to come and see. Do you, do you get the same um, communities helping out every year? Like, is, it's 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 a good return on community that the same guys are coming in. Absolutely, we have um, a lot of the same people, and obviously a, a guy will sort of see his stint out as the parents teachers, you know, parents teachers association, and then maybe a new leader will, will come in. But essentially, you see the same faces. And you know, I used to think that the farmers got together regularly, but actually, they live miles away, so they don't really get together as, as much as you think they do. And this is a perfect opportunity for them to come and just be together to be a work community. on an event. So, be a community. I mean, it's like I said, you know, it's hard for me to sort of talk about it too much because it looks like we're blowing our trumpets a bit. But in actual fact, if you came on the event, which you will do one day, Brent, I'm coming next year. So I, I apologize, but my my um, my uh, my flying schedule is a little bit ridiculous, and I feel terrible. On top of that, I know I haven't trained, and I want to ride it. So I would rather know that be I'm prepared. super super fit. Um, what is? I mean, we'll get into what you were saying now, but the training schedule. What is that like? Well, look, for starters, our main focus is to get people across. We're not we're not there to break them. We, we do have cutoffs for safety reasons. But I, I, the idea is that we want everybody to be in Scottborough. When when they get to Scottborough, there's a mass swim. Everybody just runs into the sea and goes mad. It's a hell of a journey. It's a proper endurance event. But we would like to say that it's it's for most of it's a, a tough, tough, rewarding ride. And there is a racing component. So our, our goal is to give the average mountain biker who's put a lot of effort in, because it's up to you as an individual, to actually make sure it's one of the most amazing journeys. But if you don't train, you will hurt. You will really take strain. You know, it's like, it's, it's equivalent to about 15 back-to-back Arguses in a row. Which is just insane. It, and that must mean that it's incredibly emotional to get to the end. 
I mean, the video footage we we produce just shows people t- breaking down in tears, crying because uh, nine days is a hell of a roller coaster. You know, like I said, we're not out to kill people, but you got to go through some serious sort of emotional trauma when you in the middle of nowhere, and you just think, oh, jeepers! And then all of a sudden, you get this amazing piece of single track that comes out in the Umkamas Valley into the middle of nowhere, and all, and your spirits soar again. So it's like this whole balance between. Afkak and actually just wow, you know. A lot, a lot of riders. Um, I mean, cycling is an expensive sport as it is. Uh, they would be able to afford tickets. Are there some guys that sort of get sponsored to do it and come through and they they ride? Um, as a, I don't want to say this, but as a different class. Not even. I wouldn't even call it class. What I'd say is that there's a lack of knowledge. Um, our one of our mandates for ourselves, more than anything, is to grow mountain biking in black communities and in Indian communities, coloured more than we have, because it's not. It is a, the barriers to entry are about the bike price. And the bike price is not as expensive as some people are buying bikes. I mean, there, there's some ridiculously expensive bikes. No, no, out there. no, I know. I got sponsored a bike for the 94.7 the one year. Mm-hmm. My bike weighed four and a half kilograms. The pedals were heavier than the bike and I didn't even know what to do with it. Like the, I could feel when I was going downhill that I had no control over this thing between my legs because it was so light, light. and it was so expensive. I just, I didn't have the knowledge for it. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, South Africa, the guys are a little bit materialistic. We are a little bit bike focused as opposed to where yes, we're riding focused. Exactly. You know, I'd like to take you guys for a ride. You need the certain type of bike. Mm. You can't get a bike that comes from certain shops where it says mountain biking, but actually it's going to break and you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. So you need the right bike, yeah. but they're actually not nearly as expensive as people think they are. But there's just a perception around what bike you need. And I mean, we've got guys riding all types of bikes and our, our, our goal is to actually develop riding amongst those that it's sustainable. You know, we don't want to just give handouts and say, well, you know, we need to have more black riders because it looks better for our, our scorecard. It's, it's rubbish. Yeah. It's got to be about people that genuinely want to experience outdoors and it's, and it's genuine upliftment of, and, and knowledge. So we've, we've delighted like this year to have grown this properly, you know, in Soweto. We, we're working really hard with the guys to, who ride there. You'd be surprised how many people just want to ride bikes. And it's amazing. That, that is another feel good fa- factor for the event. And we chuffed and we can't wait for it to happen. Well, even, I mean, I love riding. I love being on my bike. I love on a Saturday to go out and do like a six, seven hour ride. Um, with my mates, it's a very social sport. Afterwards, there's always a beer involved, which is, is always fun to be around and, and sort of celebrate, um, a good day. And I cannot wait to, for next year because I, we met at the wrong time. I think it was just a little bit too soon. Um, but next year, I'm going to come and I'm going to do the ride. I'm, I want to do the full nine days. I'm not going to Mickey about and take time off. You must do a show from there. Well, we'll, we'll let's do it. You. Let's we'll do it. We must do the show idea. there because this is not something that you're going to have to feel for yourself. But you, the stories are incredible. Like yes. we got the blind, the blind uh, D- Douglas from Kenya. This is his third in a row. He lost his eyes in the in a 2010 bomb blast in Kenya. He's this is his third event in a row. He's riding with John. The, is it, is it he tandem? He's tandem. Okay. So they well, go in tandem. Off road. Wowzers. You know, we've got, um, a chap, one of the, one of the Paralympians riding. We've got all these like little stories creeping through. We've got the surgeons for little lives where they fix babies all day, all long. There's 40 of them riding. We've got nine libraries across the ridge, but it's, it's like sounds, you know, sounds like I'm a, like a preacher yeah, but it's no, actually well, not meant to it's, be. it's because you're passionate and you're driven and you are doing good things and it is a feel good factor um, South Africa is one of the most beautiful parts of the world and certainly I've watched the video um, these riders get to see another side of South Africa that is beautiful it's it's absolutely beautiful the, the route that you guys do I think that it's a it's a really 
cool race to be a part of, um, a cool ride. I'm going to call it a ride. And, uh, and I cannot wait to be a part of it next year. You, I guess there's no other people that could enter this year because it's three days away, four days away. Yeah, we chock a block, which is a very nice position to be in. But, um, yeah, so we're only as good as our next event. In, you know, this year's full, so we, we open up quite soon. And the idea is that we try and keep it very reasonable. We don't charge more for overseas riders. We don't, we've got 170 foreigners doing it this year from all over the world. We don't try and charge more. It's not like one of those tourist places where there's a different price. We, we're the same. We try and make it accessible compared to some events. It's just, it's just, it will always be a bit pricier than most people, sort of average person can afford. And that's just life. But we're very comfortable with our model. And we just think that. And obviously, it, obviously it works if you guys are chock a block full. So it yeah, does. I think, I think there's a bit of euphoria around mountain biking and how long may it last. But um, like you say, it's a bit of a like sort of evangelistical thing, which I hope lasts for a long time. And, but it is, as you said earlier, and I listened on the show, what you said was authentic and real. And yeah. we can't hide. We've, we ride bikes, so we can't go ride with other people. And pretend that we, you know, that it's either real or it's not real. Yeah. And this is, we love it. So, yeah. If, if people want to, when, when the entry is open, where do they go? Or if they even want to just follow this journey this that starts on Friday, where do they go? Well, I mean, just like sort of Cliff Central and taking it into a different sort of media sort of stream, we've done the same. We've got our daily highlights, very, very slickly produced in our opinion, on our website, today, And that's Joe Berg with the B-E-R. But you can watch the daily highlights there. You can. You, there's a lot of social media around. There's a lot of daily updates on our Facebook page, and you know, you, if, you, if you just get in touch, you'll soon be in the in the loop. Mm. And I think it's working wonders because people can be on the tube in London watching our daily highlights, which we've actually had a guy say. Listen, globalization. That's globalization. It's, it's amazing. Um, we're going to put all those links up online so that people can see and can follow. I uh, and I'm an advocate for it, not because I'm a rider, but because I'm a passionate proudly South African human being and I believe that if you see this route and you see these riders and you hear these stories you will be too so we're going to put all up uh, all of that up online it's Joburg to see I'll put it up online Craig if you have one thing just to say to the riders if they are listening a little piece of advice to get them through well first to the riders this is this is your nine days of pure escapism this you don't think about politics don't think about anything this is your chance to get away from it all and to listeners get a bike, start riding and we will help you because we're going to do that. We're going to be very much involved in trying to get people to ride bikes. Awesome. That's Joe Big to see. This is the good stuff and you're on Cliff Central. Apparently we've all got issues. Mm-hmm. And you're just jamming, jamming, jamming. That is what she said. Yes. <laughs> just that's what she said. So, Kay, are you going to do this race with me next year? Apparently so. I don't want to hear apparently so. If we're going to climb on flipping bicycles and do 900 kilometers, we either got to be yes or no. We can't be half, yes, you can't be half do, pregnant. No, I will do it. I will do it if, if I get the correct training. I'm not exactly a professional when it comes to these Neither things. Neither am I. We'll okay. just train together. It'll be All amazing. Right. Every week we get to find good stuff, uh, happening in the world. Wee! And this week is very different from all other weeks because we're actually going to do it. I know, right? 
Last week we got so carried away catching up and speaking about good things, and we did we, give you headlines. We gave you headlines, but we didn't like break into what was going yeah. on in the good news. So we've got nine and a half minutes left of the show. I want to speak about good news happening around the world, and Kerry is going to bring us the top five good yes. news stories. So number five. One of the main characters in the live-action version of Beauty and the Beast actually has a South African heritage. So I went to go watch this Me on... Too. Did you watch it? Yes, I love it. Did you feel like a child again? It was amazing. They they really they captured the essence it of... It was beautiful. ...of that movie. And in, yes. in, um, it goes back to 1991, right? Yes. So I can't even count that in years. It's, it's 16 years. Yeah. 16 years. Um, we were in grade one. Well, great two. Great one. Yeah. You've just made me feel ill. I know, right? But in the movie, uh, I mean, they've got a whole bunch of characters. They've got, uh, the Harry Potter girl. Yes. Um, who, who falls in love with a beast and all the rest. They brought the movie exactly to life like the cartoon. Yes. Exactly. And one of the characters, so I was sitting watching the movie and I didn't even know this. Mm. Watching the movie, seeing like the candlestick yes. and the clock and the feather duster yeah. and the and cupboard, cupboard. <laughs> and like all the different characters. And Chip. then it, at the end, at the end of the flippin' movie, they show like the, the character. So like they, the clock yes. and Ewan McGregor to show you who it was or whatever. And they all or the come, candlestick they come and, alive. They come alive. Yes. The, the feather duster, her name comes up yes. and her name is Gugumbata Ro. Mm-hmm. So Zulu, yes, from her dad was a South African doctor, yes. and she's this flippin' superstar, feather duster, no, Holly, Hollywood star, <laughs> yes, she hey? is, yeah. And her character was amazing. It was, it was beautiful. It was, it was a rare, you know what? And I was, I went to go see it at IMAX, so it was a lot bigger. And oh, now I'm jealous. Okay, so it was freezing. It was freezing. You know, you always take a jacket when you go to movies. No, I know, I did. Rookie mistake. No, 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 no. I had a jacket. No, 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 no. It was freezing in there. No, 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 no. So it felt like I was actually in the castle. Oh. I know, right? That's quite special. I know. That was the best part. I was like, lulululul. oh, it's so cold there. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. Oh, but yeah. I'm, but I'm stick it. I'm, I'm totally it going to watch it again tonight. <laughs> you have to. I'm going to go watch it again tonight. I, the other part that I want to just, a, a little crevier in there. Yeah. They made 13 trillion rand. I know, right? In the first week. <gasps> Insane. How do you even count to a trillion? Ask the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and backwards. <laughs> uh, Kerry, what do we have at number four? South Africans head back at Zuma. It's not racial. We have a leadership crisis. Okay, so I chose the story for yes. this week. Not yes. only was it a trending story, so it was one of the biggest... I loved the story. ...of people um, sort of sharing what was going on and, and speaking about what is happening in the world. But here's the reality. We have... A man that is in charge and on top and he's meant to be the person you look up to and he's just no. vilifying um, people that are standing up against him. Yes. And I get it because he's got his back up against the wall. But here is the amazing thing, President. Mm. Here's the amazing thing. You might have a public platform to speak on, but so does every single South African. So does every single human being. We have social media and that makes us very public. And I can promise you, things that you put up online tend to trend. Um, so you can say what you want to say, but there's other people that are also making sense. And you might call it racist. You might call it all sorts of things. Here is also the other reality. It's not just white people or Indian people or black people. It's everyone. And everyone are saying things. And that's why I feel like this is a good story. And look how colorful that front row is. 
that makes me happy on this picture of the article. Yeah, man. It's colorful. It's just, it's, it's South Africans. Yes. And I've never, I know this sounds so flipping cliche, but I've never felt so unified. Me and neither. and I'm really proudly South African for everybody that's just going, hey, we're gutful. We are so gutful. In it for the same thing. In it to win it. Uh, we're going to put that story up online so that you can read it and see what it's all about. What do we have at number three? South African runner wins two oceans ultra marathon. Local hero Lingile has become the first South African to win two oceans ultra marathon since 2013 and the first Cape Tonian in over three decades. That's 30 what years. An achievement. Man, it's cool. It's usually like the Russian sisters. I know, right? Those Russian sisters no. know how to run. <laughs> um, and they're usually winning, flipping everything and not this time. This no. time we have a South African that came in first place. And he's, a, he's a hero, man. Yeah. Big smile on his face, happy days and we are proud. And happy for us. And did you know at the race as well, yes. if you dropped any litter on the floor, they disqualified you immediately. Good. They, they've gone green. I didn't know that, but good. Yeah, they've gone green. Flipping cool. We're gonna you put pick that, up that plastic paper. We're going to put that story up online. What do we have at number two? You have to watch this video. An inspirational flying African ostrich has become the perfect brand ambassador for Samsung. They use the ostrich, and the ostrich gets the <laughs> VR set stuck on his head, and then he, because ostriches oh, can't fly, yeah. but he believes he's flying, and all the other ostriches think he's mad, and it's all it's Samsung, which come from Asia and are global, but they're using an African know, as their mascot, right? and it's cool. It's cool. We're gonna put the video up online so you can see it because it's actually really funny as well. <laughs> It is, that's why I'm laughing because, like, you, if you see an ostrich, which a lot of people have not seen an ostrich in real life, they're, a, they're a funny looking animal. And they're huge. They're a funny looking Can animal. Can you imagine an ostrich fly? Listen, we have like three minutes left. What do we have at number one? Mamusi uh, delivered an unbelievable, unbelievably inspirational sermon um, in Melbourne. Melbourne. In Melbourne. 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 Say Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, that left us in tears. <laughs> well, who knew that he was a pastor? I Not know, me. Right? And he got up on stage and he was just inspirational and it was beautiful. And we're also going to put that video up online so you can see it because it matters and it will inspire you because that's what we're here for. You need to watch it. It was incredible. Did you cry? Moving. Did you cry? Well, I, you know what? I prayed. So when everybody was marching, I was praying. So this, to see this afterwards, I was like, wow, that's just, wow. We know. Now we know. We're going to put it up online uh, so that you can also just get in. It's all about being inspired. And I'm inspired. And I want you to be inspired, which is pretty rad. Um, I cannot believe the hour has just flown by. Makes me sad every time, but I'm happy and I'm ready to. I'm ready to take on the week. She's also a little bit bipolar. Happy but sad, but crying, but laughing. We're not. <laughs> and too now that sure. I know it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, there's only four. There's, well, Tuesday's nearly over. There's only three days left of this week. I Usually, I get quite hectic on a Sunday. It makes me a little bit anxious because Monday is coming. <laughs> exactly. And then when I found out that it was Tuesday today, you must know what happened. You must know. <laughs> you must know. Anyway, anyway, uh, we're going to put all those stories up online so that you can catch up with all the good stuff. Uh, straight after the show, the podcast will also go up online. So if you missed any of it, then you can replay it. Or if you just want to hear it again, because it's yes. that good. Uh, you've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central and we've spent the show chatting about a bunch of good things. The good stuff is proudly brought to you by Brand South Africa, Play Your Part Initiative. Brand South Africa, inspiring new ways. If you want to play your part and get involved or know someone who does, visit www.brandsouthafrica.com for more info. South Africa, inspiring new ways. Every week I leave you with a little bit of a quote. Yes. 
that I hope will just inspire you to be better. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, be, Hashtag better. be better. This week is no different. I say it every week. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire each other. We are in this together right now. And the only way we'll get through anything is together. Begin to realize how important it is to be an enthusiast in your life. If you are interested in something, no matter what it is, go at it full speed. Embrace it with both arms. Hug it. Love it. And above all, become passionate about it. Lukewarm is no good. That's the good stuff for this week. I implore you to go and check out cliffcentral.com to pick up on all the articles and all the other um, shows. And be better. And be better. That was our that was our New Year's resolution yes. um, that we started 2017 with. And I can promise you, I'm being better every day. Me That's too. the good stuff for this week. Don't forget to tune in next week. Also, I want you guys to tune into my vlog on Friday. I'm posting my first vlog. I'm so excited. It's going to feature some good news. It's going to feature some Kerala. It's going to feature Gareth Cliff as well. I'm I've looking roped him forward in. to it. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, thank you and only Bye. good things. Bye.